as much as I love this song and I'm by myself today, nah, we're not going to do that. Maybe we'll get Ricky J to do the intro. Um, okay, that was it. That was an inside joke. If anybody has to Google that, awesome. Then you'll find out what my favorite movie of all time is. Um, okay, so, hey guys, it's Quain. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm flying solo on this one. So I'm going to crack open a beer on my own. And I'm just going to go off the cuff and do this. Um, yeah, so this episode today is uh, its kind of history. I'm going in a more journalistic uh, route with this one. And uh, history has been made. And last week we found out some great information from uh, Red Light, Red Light with Brent Hernandez. And this week we're going to go dive into a little more deeper of uh, Florida hops and how that happens. So I decided let's call it First Magnitude in Gainesville. And we're going to head there. So I decided take the drive, go up there. Uh, Brennan's on vacation again. Actually, he is working really hard to go on vacation this week. So it is by myself. I am hitting it solo. Uh, but awesome things are happening at first magnitude. Uh, I love what they're doing. So I said, I'm going to go in, not take a week off. This is, this is vital to what we're doing and uh, a lot more of what we're about to be doing. So when I thought about it, I said, okay, yeah, go to first magnitude talk about what they're doing when they when they have the new uh apopka pale ale that they got going on and i want to talk about it and uh, and see what hops they were using and i kind of want to hear it straight from john um he's he's dr john over there he's been doing the brewing over there so uh want to sit down talk to him figure out what they're doing and honestly taste their beers i know that they they, they can over there but there's a lot of stuff that i hear has been amazing over there they have some uh, gozos i need to try and i'm glad that they're doing stuff like that sours uh so i'm, I'm ready I'm actually, since I am by myself, um, I'm going to leave this really short because I want to go into this interview with John, learn a lot of stuff. History was made again, and we're really happy to have back-to-back episodes talking about Florida hops. So let's do that. And I have a lot that I want to say at the end of this episode, kind of in the outro to wrap up. And, uh, and I have this time to do that. So this is what happens when I fly solo. So, um, Miss you, Jeff, and uh, and yeah, here we go. Let's get into the episode, guys. And this is this is this is easy for you, right? Because you've done radio, you've been in radio. I, I've done radio. I, I actually have a podcast myself. You do? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's Let's... called it's called Homebrew Talk. Awesome. And I've uh, been doing it for going on six years now. Six years. So Holy yeah, cow. it's a uh, it's a monthly podcast, and you can find it at homebrewjockey.com. That is awesome. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. uh, what made us do that? Obviously, we were homebrewing. Yeah, that was back in the days uh, prior to the professional brewing and. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, uh, he was uh, a guest. Uh, we, we had a, a local uh, radio station here, uh, internet radio station called Grow Radio, okay. that is uh, no longer around. Uh, but it had a number of uh, different shows, mostly DJs doing music. And um, Ron was invited to be a guest on one of the shows to talk about home brewing, and uh, he got the idea that hey, you know, we we could do this. Awesome! And so uh, he roped me into it, and uh, six years later, we're putting them out. We used to we were putting them out uh, once a month okay. uh, regularly, but now. Uh, Things have happened, and uh-huh. they, they kind of come out whenever we feel yeah, like it. Six now. weeks, or... <laughs> yeah, something like that. But it, it's true; things do come up. Um, again, I work, I work my ass off uh, at, in my other job, and now this. I mean, honestly, I love this. We just had Record Store Day the other day at uh, Ten Ten Brewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just 
kind of wanted to meet people. It was our sure. first big event for What Ails Ya, and man, it it was amazing. It Very was just, cool. met a lot of good people because um, we have shirts. My wife is our designer. Jillian okay. does all our design, uh, so. 100 are made. It, it kind of goes with everything I've learned here in Gainesville. So here we are in Gainesville. Um, having punk rock music has been like me, yeah. traveling with punk rock bands. Right and, on. and I used to come up here, as I mentioned earlier with you, uh, you know, cover dish. Mm-hmm. So a lot of seven inches, a lot of uh, vinyl, a lot of shirts, a lot of anything was always like limited to, limited to. So we do that. We do like limited 100 shirts and this and that. So Awesome. So well, yeah, yeah. We well, like we, uh, we have been a venue for the fest here for the last two years. Oh, have you? So yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, you know. That's, come, come check us out. We may have to because yeah. honestly, Jillian, uh, the first uh, first year we met, um, we got we got to hanging out about ten days, mm-hmm. and then she went to the fest, and I was like, "Wow, well, I really miss that girl." Though, <laughs> and this is something I used to do. I used to go to fest years ago, years ago. Right. So yeah, I'm like texting her, like, "Who are you seeing now?" And she's like, "I think Sam I am's playing." I'm like, "Shit, I saw Sam I am like fifteen <laughs> years ago, and you're seeing him now." And uh, but yeah, we've been together. Oh, that would have been five years ago. That that was our like that then and now we should be going back to fest we should very cool already i hear there's some bands coming I'm like yes well, yes we had um a couple of years ago uh the first time we did it we had punk rock yoga here that is awesome and uh apparently the front man for teenage bottle rocket is really into yoga, yoga and okay. he led a class and <laughs> um awesome. it was really uh pretty cool to see all these tatted up folk uh, all dressed in black uh, striking yoga poses it's, so it's, it's it insane pretty to sweet. People are doing that. I mean, coming to breweries. I mean, uh, brewery yoga or beer yoga is it yep. now. It yep. is it. Uh, that and baby goat yoga. Baby goat yoga is a thing. Oh, okay. Jillian just did it. She just did it. Uh, people, I mean, <laughs> it sells out. It sells out weeks in advance. Weeks in advance. It's just like, hey, I heard you're going next Sunday. It's like, yeah. I'm like, can I tag along? No. Next month you could. And it's like, really? So here we are in first magnitude. Uh, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the amazing tap room you have. Let's talk about the amazing brewery, that, everything you're doing over there that you're Sure. You have. When did this happen? When did we start this? So we launched in August of 2014. Okay. So we've been around about two and a half years now. Okay. And uh, yeah, we uh, it, it was uh, it was quite a journey. Um, you know, we being here in Gainesville, everything the world revolves around football season for yes. better or for worse. But yes, that, it does. that's the way it is. So we. Uh, we looked at that uh, opening game and uh, circled that on the calendar and said, you know, we need to be open, okay. uh, ideally, uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks before that. And we, we managed to hit that goal. And uh, we've been going hard ever since. Nice. I like yeah. that. Yep. Uh, yeah. And it, it is amazing here because I like the color, too. I like the Thank blue you. that you have in here. That's yeah. one of my favorites. And Jillian's going to be like, did you take photos so we could paint the house? Because <laughs> we need to repaint. Um, so what did what were you from? So were we always lived in Gainesville? Has this been home to you? Uh, I mean, it is. It certainly is now. I've lived here for over twenty five years. But I okay. was my original um, uh, home was Lakeland, Florida. Oh, Lakeland. And, and you can okay. see by your 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 drinking out of a, <laughs> yes. a flight uh, uh, holder there, we have uh, these great license plates that we've uh, punched holes in and we use it idea. for uh, the racks. And so uh, you know, I intentionally got you one from Polk, Polk? County. Is yeah. that, so that's where Imp- you're from? Imperial Polk County. You bet. And then the family uh, they 
Lakeland proud, or were they where they originally from? Yeah, uh, they're actually from uh, Butler, Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, yeah, up north. So. Um, so brothers, sisters. I'm the only one. You're the only yeah, one. Yeah. So they moved down here. What made them come down to Florida? Uh, they came down uh, for sales. My dad was was in sales, and then uh, my mom. Uh, I'm actually second generation in the beer business. She worked for a Anheuser Busch distributor. Okay. Uh, there in Lakeland, Bernie Little Distributors, and uh, she did that for 19 years. And I can remember at a very young age being taken to see the Clydesdales yeah. and all that kind of stuff yeah. and being around big coolers and all that kind of oh, thing. That's awesome. I didn't really, you know, imagine that it would uh, turn into uh, me operating a brewery one day, but that's how it worked out. I wonder when, too, because we're going to get into that. We're definitely going to get into that because I know there is a whole, uh, you take this, this journey to yeah. getting to where you are now. Oh, yeah. So so we went to school in Lakeland, high school, like yep. everything. So yep. no moving around. No. No, that's uh-uh. a first. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all through, uh, yeah, stayed there, small town guy, okay. you know, the, the, the whole time. And um, then uh, got into University of Florida uh, up here and uh, mm-hmm. came and uh, did my undergraduate years, kind of stuck around for a couple more years, worked here in town uh, for a little bit. And that's actually uh, when, just on a complete lark, uh, I used to work at Sam's Club, and this guy that I still see on occasion, saw him at the farmer's market this past weekend, um, said, hey, um, they're, they're, uh, they're having this um, uh, homebrew class at Santa Fe Community College. It's a leisure course. I'm going to take it. You want to take it with me? I'm like, you can make beer? It's like, yeah, man, you can make beer at home. I'm like, no way. So how old are you? How old are you when you approached here? I was 21. Holy cow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, you know, I didn't, I didn't even, you know, really, I, I, I did enjoy, you know, as, as many college students do, I wasn't particularly into craft beer, but I did enjoy, I, I drank a lot of St. Pauli Girl Dark mm-hmm. and Beck's and, you know, that was, that was before the, the, the craft Thing it really caught on, uh, at least but here in Florida. In Gainesville, it's it, it's easy because it, it's a it's a college town. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. 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 yeah it is. And yeah, for really, sure. Yeah. Even especially then. Yeah. But yeah, I know if you didn't want your Michelob cores. Right. But it's there's always this store. Yeah. That you could get a yeah. six pack of some sort and be sure. okay of getting sure. some flavor. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I took that class completely on a lark. It's like, yeah, sure, you know, sounds fun. And uh, sure enough, it was fun. Good. And, yeah. um, you know, got into it and, uh, you know, really enjoyed it, uh, started studying up on it. Uh, then I ended up uh, moving away. I went down to Tampa. Um, what was there? Well, what? Uh, graduate school. Okay. So, okay. yeah, so I went and got uh, my master's degree in social work from USF. USF. Um, I had, I, at the time, I was thinking I was going to be working in healthcare, and, um, and yeah. Would you want to be working in healthcare? No, now? no. Okay. Not. So definitely not. It wasn't a dream. This no. was definitely not a dream. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, yeah. I, I mean, I just never, it, it never really occurred to me that this would be something uh, that I could, you know, viably do as, as, you know, for a living. And I had, you know, even in high school, I had worked at Lakeland Regional Medical Center. You know, I was really, I was really familiar, uh, with, um, the healthcare industry. <laughs> Excuse me just a second. Hey, bud, can I help you? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, I, uh, made a mistake last night. I need to pay for an extra, I need to, I owe you guys seven bucks, basically. Oh, okay. I was just trying to see if I could do that. Yeah, sure. Um... <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold, hold on a second. Sorry. No. 
I would use that in a heartbeat. That was the nicest man in the world. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, yeah. How often do you see that? Well, I, well, I, I can't say very often. No. But, I mean, but we, we, you know, we really are big on the customer experience here. Dude. And, um, you know, first and foremost, and I was going to get into this a little later on, but first and foremost, we're about making great beer. But, yeah. But, you know, one of the reasons why I opened this place is, you know, coming from Lakeland, and nothing wrong with Lakeland. There's, mm. there's lots of, like 42 years of my life, I've never seen someone come back into a, <laughs> into anywhere and say, oh, by the way, I owe you seven dollars, seven dollars. <laughs> that guy, he didn't sleep well at night because yeah. of that seven dollars. <laughs> and he watched like, what time do they open? Or wait, you're closed on Mondays. Yeah, so. we're closed yeah, on Mondays. So, yeah. So no, yeah. he wasn't on Yelp to find out. Yeah. But um, okay, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So customer service. Oh well, yeah. So I, I was, I was just commenting briefly that that you know growing up in Lakeland it, it there was it was just you know chains and 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 franchise places and 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 that's fine there's nothing wrong with those places but what really made me fall in love with Gainesville is all these unique independent businesses mm-hmm. You know, the that's bre- very true. The Breeder Brothers true. of the World, Leonardo Slice yeah. Store. That's you know, still there. All, that's still there. Yeah, it okay. Is, it rumor, is. rumor has it it's leaving though. Well, it yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it there there's been a stay of execution, so yeah. they're 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 still around at least for the time being. But anyways, all these unique places really just appealed to me, and um, they all had their own personalities and just really great character, and 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 you know, it made me become a loyal customer yeah. to them, and so. When we opened First Magnitude, our first priority, of course, was to make great beer, but right directly behind that is we wanted a really strong uh, sense of community in our tap room. And that was that was a great demonstration that, of it. Extremely, <laughs> because, I mean, it's almost... Uh, uh, so you're also known as Dr. John, but uh, <laughs> that was that was right place, right time. When Dr. John has that hit, right place, wrong time. But nice. uh, I can't believe I just was able to do that. That's uh, pretty good, man. That's, pretty good. That's funny. <laughs> so Santa Fe, uh, yeah. So um, oh right, yeah. So the Santa Fe thing. So I, I took this homebrewing class just completely on a lark, um, and uh, you know really got into it. Uh, moved away, went down to Tampa. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, Tampa. Yeah, uh-huh. I was I was I was uh, considering it. A career in healthcare at the time. Um, I had worked part time at the hospital uh, when I was growing up in Lakeland, and um, got my uh, and and I was working uh, community mental health center here. And uh, you know, I was I was a psychology major, undergraduate, uh, so all that stuff really interested me. Ended up going down to USF, getting my master's degree in social work, and um, interning at the Moffitt Cancer Center down there on the USF campus. Okay. And ended up getting a scholarship from American Cancer Society. Long story short, um, I got into healthcare uh, and specifically into oncology. So did that for several years. And then um, I met this wonderful woman uh, who would later become my wife. (laughs) And uh, she's like, all right, you had your turn at graduate school. I want to go to graduate school and I said well, you know of course where, where, where are you going she's like gonna head back to Gainesville and I'm like right on let's do it and uh, nice. we've been here ever since okay good good uh, and yeah. how old are you if you don't mind yeah. me asking uh, I am 48 oh my god okay okay <laughs> so we're talking okay because I mean everybody all the time it's like when I say 42 they're just like you look like a baby and, and, and now this is the time where I go 
I, anytime I do say that, it's always like, I should take a picture so people really do see who I'm speaking to. It looks like, holy shit, you look younger than me. It's insane. Like, I mean, when people say, you look about 32 or yeah. in the 30s. No, you look like you could be 26, man. And you get, if you shave, fuck it, you're done. Like, that's it. Like, you're getting carded, I guarantee well, it. Well, you know, you know you're, you're really not allowed to do that in the brewing industry. Shave that. Yes. Yeah, so. No, not at all. Especially in Florida. Because right. that's it. I, I shave. Right. What? Uh, two, every two? Uh, no, every five days. And. <laughs> <laughs> um, and honestly, it's always like Brennan has this beard that seriously, I mean, it is lumberjack worthy. Yeah. Uh, he's like Pacific Northwest. He was really from uh, Wisconsin. And man, I'm telling you, it's just like, you fit here. Let me go hide. <laughs> and I want him to be the face. I'm always like, I'm going to go hide in the shadows and let him be the face. So, um, so when does uh, a partnership happen here? So we talked about your wife, which awesome. I love yep. hearing that. Yep. But uh, when do we meet Eric? So Eric's your assistant. Right. What's so he doing before you meet him? So he, um, Eric is our lead brewer here uh, at UF, and I met him, uh, we were both members of the Hogtown Brewers, which is our local homebrew club uh, here, um, been around since 1985, okay. and a uh, very well-established group, uh, actually was the uh, uh, 2016 Radagast winner from the American Homebrew Association, meaning the most awesome homebrew club in America. And Get that, out. That's, that's actually the, that the, is awesome. the description of the award. And uh, Hogdown Brewers do a lot of great stuff. And the wonderful thing about that club is you have people who are pro brewers all the way to people who have never brewed before. They're okay. just simply interested in getting into it. And Craig Berkmeyer uh, is a member. He was the original head brewer at Swamphead. And um, so you really got a chance to meet people with all kinds, all levels of experience. And, you know, the whole purpose of the club is to really, you know, elevate your game and learn how to brew and learn how to brew better. And so I had, when I moved away, even though I, you know, started homebrewing, you know, 22 something years ago, um, when I moved down to Tampa, going to graduate school, I really, you know, fell off, uh, for a little while. Didn't, didn't do it. Came hmm. back up here to Gainesville and got into the Hogtown Brewers and really, really got into it heavy duty then. Okay. And at that point is when I met Eric. And uh, as part of home, it's very common in homebrew clubs, uh, you put your beers into competition. And what and year was he putting in comp? Do you remember that year? Uh... Well, no, I mean, there's 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 different homebrew competitions throughout the state of Florida oh, okay. Okay. Uh, over the course of the year, and um, you know, I I always uh, you know respected Eric and and you know his beers are fantastic, and he had a great educational background. He has a master's and an undergraduate degree in food science, which was really excellent training for the brewing industry. Mm-hmm. So as we were as we were getting serious about this and getting ready to scale things up. Um, you know, he was the first person that, that came to mind um, uh, that would bring uh, some of the needed uh, scientific background uh, into the brewery and uh, asked him about it. And, you know, it, it, it was great. I, 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 was, I was fully thinking that he would, you know, need to think it over over the course of a couple of weeks. But he's like, no, let's do it. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Okay, good. good. So, um, so, you know, we got him on board and... Um, yeah, it, it just started out. He and I were doing everything from washing kegs to cleaning tanks to brewing all the beer. I mean, we, we, we did it all. And uh, fortunately, over the course of the past two and a half plus years, we're, uh, we're growing and okay. adding folks. Uh, and, um, you know, we've, we're, we're getting together a, a really, you know, great production staff to, to meet our to meet our needs. So and it's really good. Hours of brewing, though, I mean, you're looking at what, about... 
maybe 16 hours a day, 14, 16 hour days. Well, I mean, when we, so we be. have a, yeah, so we have a 15 barrel brew house yeah. and, uh, we have 30 and 60 barrel fermenters. So on a, on a day when we do a quad, when we, when we do four 15 barrel batches to 50, to fill the 60, we dough in about 5 a.m. and walk out about 11 p.m. Yeah. So that's that's two shifts, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, they're 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 long days. You have I to mean, break that up between two shifts, or is yeah, it your, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, Some other people. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You, de- you definitely want to do that. I mean, it's it, uh, it it's dangerous working in a brewery, and it's very physically intensive. So you know, fatigue does set in. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, you know, we always want to think about safety and and uh, and that sort of thing. So yeah, we break it into two shifts and. One guy does the early shift and one guy does the late shift and, you know, it works out pretty well. So does Eric have an amazing palate? Is that, does he, yeah. Yeah, yeah so there, there are three of us, Eric, uh, Arthur, and I are all uh, certified beer judges through, okay. the, through the Beer Judge Certification Cicerones Program. And, okay. It's not Cicerone. So this, this is something that's, uh, that is through... Um, uh, well, it's called the Beer Judge Certification Program. Is it harder it's, than Cicerone? Uh, you know, I've never done the Cicerone thing, and I, under, from what I understand, that that's that that's very intensive. But yeah. you, with the BJC uh, program, BJCP program, excuse me, uh, there is a written test on all the different beer styles, and then there is a, a tasting test. Okay, where basically you are um, tasting a beer along with a master level judge. And uh, your and and it, you know it's all blind. The the the, ju- the master level judge does not know what he or she is going to be tasting either. And okay. basically, you we your your comments and evaluations are compared to that master level judge. And that's they, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's so, a totally different way of, of yeah. doing it. I've never seen that. So okay. it's yeah. So it's a very it's a, it's it's very intensive. I mean, it's no it it's uh you know it, it's not easy. No. Uh, how did how did you pan out? How did you do? Do you remember? <laughs> I wasn't quite the anchor of my class, <laughs> but uh, but I passed. Okay. Let me, let me put it That'd that way. That would be me. Eric Eric got a considerably higher score than I did. <laughs> But um, and then Arthur, our QHQC guy, is is retaking his exam to, to look at getting a, a further, a higher oh, uh, designation. Him. But um, but I think it's really helpful because we do get trained um, through that uh, certification program to spot off flavors in beers, okay. and so it really helps us in our process if if we can detect anything that that might be going awry we mm-hmm. can we can we can think about that and 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 try to figure out if if there's an issue and what might have caused it so it, it does it does become useful within the pro brewing world and uh you have uh full freedom to make what you want right uh the oh, yeah. owners or <coughs> yeah so yeah i'm i'm one of the you're owners, the owners right? yeah. okay yeah and uh so that's awesome. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Having that. And yeah. And, and we're really much more uh, traditional. And I think that that is part of our uh, homebrew beginnings uh, because, you know, you, you learn to, to brew to the uh, to classic styles. Is that and what you started <laughs> off doing? Like the, the classics? Yeah. Do you remember your first? Do you oh, remember yeah. your first oh, gosh. beer that you made? Um, so, yeah. Oh. The first one I made was a nut brown ale. Wow. And it was it was right around the time, and it was an extract beer, and I just completely got lucky that it turned out and turned out pretty good. But um, 
it was it was it was around that this will give you a a, a a date reference it was around the time when star trek deep space nine okay. yeah. was a thing on tv <laughs> thing and so and yeah. I, you know and i'm like wow that's like, that's really cool so i I, na- I named my beer deep space nine oh, there you go and um but it turned <laughs> yeah. out really well and i and i uh, there was a homebrew shop here in town it's 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 long since gone but mm. uh he the the fellow that ran the homebrew shop um uh taught the leisure course at santa fe that you know wh- where i originally you know d- learned to homebrew and i was so proud of it and i brought it in i was like hey ray you know see what you think Taste of this. this and he's like you made this <laughs> like yeah hell yeah oh, i did good. Like, wow i like that so so that that little that little pat on the back uh, i guess started me down this road and that's good cool. confidence i mean honestly if anybody said that to me mm-hmm. oh hell i'd be i'd be on to the next one i'd go home and just be like that was my medal even though it's <laughs> only said to me it would just be this like mental medal that i say all right it's a plaque in my mind and yeah. let's move on to the next one so obviously you did though you kept yeah. going yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. so how many different beers do you feel that uh, that you made as a home brewer not here but i mean oh hundreds oh I, well i don't no? know i don't know about hundreds of different styles because okay but, so we're saying but, you were 21 yeah we opened this when you were 45 yeah 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 so, but, but remember i did have a hiatus that's there. true that is true that oh, is true I'm, I'm sure i'm sure i did uh 75 80 batches okay um because yeah, the Tampa we know now yeah. is is not the Tampa when you went back to when you went to USF. So right. Yeah. There wasn't yeah. much and, beer and happening. And I, you know, when I when I started out, I was I wasn't using a brewing software. I just kept notes in a, mm-hmm. in a spiral notebook. You know, so you know, it, like my, it, it's my favorite thing in my back pocket. Field all time. Notes, yeah, 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 field yeah, notes, for sure, know? for sure. So yeah, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't documenting very carefully because you know it was it was totally a hobby. Yep. You know, and uh, didn't take many careful measurements at all. You know, when I when I started out, but that was all part of the process and learning <clears throat> how to, uh, as we say on homebrew talk, to brew, tweak, and repeat. Yep. And, okay. Uh, I like really, that. And really get like those uh, really get those um, uh, recipes dialed in. And that was the great thing about putting beers into homebrew competitions because it's not only about winning medals, which is always nice to do, mm-hmm. but it's also about getting feedback. Yeah. And as a BJCP trained judge, when you're evaluating beers in competition, <clears throat> you're, you're supposed to point out, you know, what's great about the beer, but also what's not so great right. and give them feedback on how they might, uh, improve this in the future. So entering beer into those competitions gave me a lot of very necessary feedback so I could improve my game and, uh, you know, just, become a better brewer so do you judge beers at all <clears throat> i do um i i don't <laughs> as much to, i don't have time to do it right. as much as i uh, once did <clears throat> excuse me um but we have uh in fact it's coming up uh uh in may uh it, the uh, hogtown brew off okay which is the uh homebrew competition that's sponsored by the hogtown brewers Brew. here in gainesville so yeah, I always make it to to judge at that one. I, it used to be that I would travel around to different cities and judge, but I just I just don't have time for that. How long have you been doing this, the judging? Oh, gosh, um, five years. Oh, okay, because so. I was yeah. gonna say, is yeah. there anybody that you you feel that you have judged? Like that has moved on to making oh, beers or in a brewery no, or something like that, right? I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the, it, the, it is interesting that the Hogtown Brewers, I, I mentioned before, 
you know, Craig Berkmeyer, who is the original head brewer at Swamphead, is a member. Uh, Chris Hart, who is now the head brewer at Black Adder here okay. in town, was mm-hmm. a Hogtown Brewers member. Um, Adam Feingold uh, went down uh, and launched Bang and Banjo Brews. That's a good name. Um, uh, uh, Peter, uh, blanking on, <laughs> sorry, Peter, uh, Tomoka Brewing Company. Oh, uh, okay. That, uh, uh, Peter was, uh, Peter, do a, not listen to this week's episode. Yeah, please, no, please Cause I think they're next week's episode. Oh no. <laughs> so, oh no. Oh, whatever. No. It's like, Hey, do you want to be on the episode? I just listened to the last one. So well, we'll skip them. We'll, well skip them. I, I'm not going to, uh, I won't plug his last name, but I will plug his brewery. Tomoka is doing some really cool yeah, stuff. Yeah. There, yeah. They so, really are. And, um, and as soon as we finish all his, his last name will pop into my mind. Of course. But, that, that but, but anyways, so it is kind of interesting that there were there are quite a few um, uh, people. Th- this this homebrew club has spawned quite a few professional. See, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And uh, there's one um, by our by where I live, Orlando, and uh, there's a Seminole um, County Brewers Club. And I just found out a lot of people that are well respected and I've, yeah. I've met along this road and I'm like, really? They started off there and mm-hmm. I just love hearing that. And I, I really, I have a lot of respect for homebrewing. A lot of my friends are doing it. Um, and I can't wait to mention one of them because that's a huge reason why we're here right now is one of your beers that just came out. So I'm really excited to talk about it, but okay. let's talk about, uh, different perspectives. Okay. So we have three people. We have Arthur, Eric, yourself. Uh-huh. Um, do we ever battle on uh, on this flavor here, or this should be there, or this hop should be that, uh, or is it always like let's let's meet halfway? Like, how does that work? How does collabing with three different people work? Well, yeah, I mean, it's actually more than than just three people. Um, uh, Scott Graham uh, is our assistant brewer, and he he is uh, there's a fourth. Yeah, it, actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and he uh, he's he's in the Hogtown Brewers as well. Um, Jim Barry, uh, who uh, hopes to open his own brewery uh, here in Gainesville someday. Nice. Um, but he has been, uh, he has won, uh, he won a gold medal in the American Homebrewers Association uh, Pale Ale category, over 700 entries, and he came out on top. I mean, he's, he is, he is wow. arguably one of the best homebrewers in America. And that is he so cool. is, uh, he's doing he, most of the pilot batches that you see up there. Okay. Uh, our gym's uh, creations. So and, we're uh, looking at what? Nine, two, four, six, eight, nine, yeah, ten. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, yeah. Now we I have, see the we handles. Have, we have seven on. We have seven on, on right ten. at the yeah. moment. But it's not uncommon for us to have you know even more than that. Okay. And, and having you know we 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 invested in our pilot system and it's a barrel and a half pilot system and it's great because that allows us not only some freedom to experiment on on things and and, and see how they go, but it also keeps. Uh, a lot of great rotation in our tap room, and uh, if there's one common denominator among craft beer fans, it's it's variety. Yeah, uh, and people always want what's new and always what what's next, and, and Jim's really able to help us uh, to achieve that. Okay. So you know, as far as collaboration is concerned, uh, you know, one of us will come up with an idea and just kind of kick it around, and we're we're usually we all. Um, I think have pretty similar tastes, and it, we, we we haven't had any uh, knockdown dragouts uh, quite yet. <laughs> and then, quite frankly, part of it is uh, our taproom team. Uh, Steve Smith is our is our taproom manager, and he's long been in the craft beer scene here 
in Gainesville, worked at Dorn's Liquors, which has been around forever. I uh, was at Stubby's and Stein's, which we talked about before mm-hmm. the interview. It was one of the original craft beer bars here. And he's got a tremendous palate. And he'll interject and say, hey, you know, we really need something dark on. You know, okay. you haven't done an amber in a while. Let's do a Rausch beer. Nice. You know, so... So there's a lot of there's a lot of different inputs as as to what we can do, and the nice thing about having the pilot is, you know, hey, it's 46 gallons of beer, you know, yeah. it's not going to be around forever. Yeah, so, once it's gone. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like a catch-22 because once it's gone, everybody's like, I want more. But well, you know, and that's the beautiful thing about running a tap room is you kind of have your own focus yeah. group here, yep. and, exactly. and you know, some of them some of them really fly, and and you know, others not so much, and and. Uh, and that's a great thing, you know. It's it's great to be able to get those beers out uh, to your customers, you know, very quickly, and then you know get pretty instant feedback on it. So yeah, it's good stuff. So let's do that right now. Let's let's. Uh, um, we were talking about a little bit of music, and Gainesville is seriously in Florida one of my favorite music places in the mm-hmm. world because I've seen too many of the most amazing bands ever. Mm-hmm. Thank you to the Covered Dish. Uh-huh. So. Um, Let's let's talk to this one. Um, its name is uh, so based on Simon and Garfunkel. Uh-huh. So what are we naming this one? So we're calling this Simon and Karstfunkel. Karstfunkel's and, so good. And so there's a reason behind that. Uh, Karst is our Belgian pale ale. Okay. And um, <clears throat> way back when uh, I I had the original thought that that Karst would we be one of our core beers because I I really really like it and um, was successful with that one in in competition. Um, but uh, decided uh, not to put it in the cores, and it's been a limited release for us. And um, we just thought it would be fun. Uh, we we partner with some folks uh, right down the road here called Forage Farm, and they do a lot of sustainable farming practices. And nice. every once in a while, they'll hook us up with some herbs, which they did for this one. Okay. And we just thought we we originally did this for a beer dinner a couple of years ago, and it worked so well that we that we do it fairly routinely. Okay. And infuse good. this karst with herbs and this one in particular is rosemary sage and lemon thyme so i guess the subtitle of this beer could be scarborough fair but so uh good. so that, so that that's where the simon and karstfunkel uh came from okay. and just just a comment on on our names so first magnitude um refers to the springs here in okay so Florida. let's next question was that okay so all right awesome cool, that's awesome cool, let's, let's cool. segue into well that. you know and i i don't want to hold you back from okay from let's try your beer so let's uh all right, cheers. cheers okay oh yeah the flavor's in there oh it's really good so it's really kind of interesting you, you get the mm. kind of spicy phenolic mm-hmm. character from the belgian yeast strain but then the uh, you know you can you still I can pick out you know the rosemary sage and, yeah. and the lemon thyme. People as well. don't kill me. This has been sitting out what twenty minutes, twenty five <laughs> minutes, yeah. but it's still there. I mean, yeah, it really. I, yeah, I was. It opens up really well. Yeah, cool. So if someone cool. goes, oh shit, I left my keys in the car, and they like <laughs> run out there with their beer sitting there, you're good. The flavor right. is extremely still there. So right. this is excellent. Well, you know, it's 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 great because these herbs are are very very fresh, um, and you know that makes that makes all the difference in the world yeah. for beer making and cooking and everything else you know fresh ingredients uh, really do taste better because i even said it before i was i was nervous because i'm like these are not my favorite mm-hmm. even right now jillian's probably going oh boy here he goes well, as soon as you said what's in there the rosemary <laughs> sage and the lemon thyme but yeah this is excellent cool oh Thank yeah you. 
Okay, so first magnitude. Let's get into it, because I love the mermaid you have, and I want to know more about the springs and everything. Right, that, sure. So yeah, let's sure. talk about the name and how it came about. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of my business partners, Meg, came up with, with, with this little phrase and when we were thinking about naming the brewery, and she said, we, we wanted something that was local but not obvious. Okay, right. <laughs> and right. I kind of I like that. And, uh, you know, we, we all, there's six degrees from UF on the management team here. So, you know, we're all Gators and love the University of Florida. But, you know, last thing that Gainesville needs is another alligator, gator, yep. whatever. So, um, you know, we all, uh, I, I think one of the most amazing attributes to this area is our freshwater springs and springs are classified in orders of magnitude they're, they're classified by oh. the amount of water that okay. flows out of them and they're um, the first magnitude springs are springs that have at least a hundred cubic feet of water per second okay coming out and it's really it's hard to wrap your mind around that. <laughs> that is. But Manatee Springs, which is not too far from here, which is a first magnitude spring, has 65 million gallons of water a day coming out of it. So it's really an absolutely amazing natural resource here. And, you know, when people think of Florida, I think people generally, the first thing they think of is beaches and, mm -hmm. and that sort of thing, which is great. And I love the beach too. But the, the springs are just something that are just so magical and unique and, and really worth protecting. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're hoping that, uh, that, you know, by virtue of our name that people do, you know, think about that yeah. um, and, and what a unique resource this is. So first magnitude, first and foremost, refers to the springs, but there is a, a second meaning to it, and that's stars are also classified in orders of magnitude. So the first magnitude stars are the brightest stars. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So if you see our, uh, our logo, uh, which we affectionately call Maggie, the mermaid, um, you know, Maggie being a mermaid is obviously representing the water, and she's looking through Good. a telescope right. into the stars. So that's, that's your double meaning. And all of our um, beer names either have some sort of a water-based theme or... A, uh, a stellar, you know, star-like theme. So karst, uh, the one we're drinking right now, karst refers to the limestone formations that make up the Floridan aquifer. So um, that's basically where the water all flows through and, and comes up through these, these springs. Okay. So that's where that comes from. Uh, yeah. And saltwater intrusion, I think, is the... Uh that's the obvious. Saltwater so. intrusion. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. So, I'm looking at him too. Yeah. Except for Ursa. Now I know. I know. I know who. Well, the bear. Is it a he or a she? What do we do? Uh, well, would, would you make we, the bear we, a girl we, or a boy? We'll, we'll, we'll call it. We, we call her Mama Bear. Mama Bear. So it is, so, it is so a Ursa, female bear. Yeah. Ursa is the uh, is the uh, a Latin name for bear. And Ursa... Uh, Ursa Major, uh, oh, more, more, more commonly known as the Big Dipper. There you go. Um, <laughs> it all comes is, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So there's some first magnitude okay, stars. Okay, you got me on that one too. Within, I didn't within even the think Big of that. Dipper. So yeah, takes takes you a little while sometimes. That is that, too funny. But but that's the kind of nerds we are. No, because yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, and uh, anybody who who wants to know why I geeked out on Ursa is. Uh, yeah, thank you for taking me out in the back and seeing the oh, bear. Yeah. So, yeah, cool. Um, no, because uh, I saw the hat, and there was a bear on it. Ursa, if you know the label, the bear. And we have uh, two corgis, and for some reason, Jillian always thinks, anytime she sees a bear, she calls it Shankly. Shankly's the eldest of our, our corgis. <laughs> so we always, yeah. But, um, okay, so I got into the ABV earlier yeah. when we were, we were sure. picking the beers. Um, 
and a lot of them I noticed don't really go over six. So I thank you for that. Yeah. And is that is that because we're in Florida? Was that on purpose? More flavor, less ABV? Yeah. I mean, you know, I I. Uh, I enjoy high-gravity beers just as much as the next guy, mm-hmm. but um, I just really like being able to... Um, enjoy beer all day. Enjoy beer all day. <laughs> and uh, there, there are plenty of times in the brewing industry, or, or, or not, that, uh, that you're going to be drinking beer in quantity. And that's mm-hmm. one of what, why one of my personal favorites that we do is Drift, is our English Mild um, at 4.4 yeah. ABV, ton of flavor, uh, but a very sessionable beer. Yeah. And um, you know, I you know I, I love Ursa at, at seven point one, but you know if I have a couple of those, well, oh, that's you it. Know, that's it. Good day. You know, yeah. so um, so I you know I think it's nice to. I, I mean, we we really strive for balance in all we do. I mean, you know, getting our malt and hop builds correct so they they're in harmony and they they complement one another. Um, you know, and that goes along with the ABV as well. You know, we we've. It's it's a great challenge to you know come up with a really wonderful and flavorful beer that you know that doesn't necessarily have to have a lot of alcohol in it and, and we we want all of our and we're not trying to appeal to the masses per se but we but we do want our beers to be very approachable and the, one of the things I love about car, about excuse me about uh, drift is we've converted a lot of people you know they're oh yeah I don't I don't really like dark beers you know we'll we'll try this one you yeah know? and it and it's not. You know, it's not big, roasty. It's 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 more chocolate, nutty. Mm. It's got a nice apple uh, ester to it from the um, uh, English yeast strain that we use, and I'm very proud of it. And that it won a gold medal at the uh, best Florida beer competition uh, this past in February. Oh, get out! Congratulations. So yeah, Good. yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so that's you know all part of our philosophy is 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 achieving balance with that stuff. Okay. Yeah. I'm about to try the next one. Okay. And this must be the sour. Yes, sour IPA. Yeah, so the sour apricot IPA. Mm-hmm. And man, that is wonderful. Thank you. Man, that is wonderful. So, uh, I know some people are pissed off at me for right now tasting this going, man, he gets a sour today? Yeah. Yeah. You should have well, been here. We, we, just, we just had the... Um, uh, mm. the Hogtown Craft Beer Festival this past weekend, and um, the, uh, the that was one of our timed tappings, and uh, it blew in like 25 minutes. Oh, that's awesome. So I love it, hearing it went, over, it went over really well. I mean, you don't want to turn people away, but... No, 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 yeah. no, but that's that's part of the fun. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we used, um, you know, an, uh, ap- apricot puree um, in that beer and then we use a kettle souring technique same thing that we do with the the saltwater intrusion uh, goza in that we uh, grow up a uh, lactobacillus uh, culture Mm -hmm. um, that will then uh, sour the wort and uh, we it's actually a a two-day process in which we do it um, stepping up the culture uh, mashing, um, laudering the wort into the kettle, adding that lactoculture, <clears throat> letting it go overnight with a little bit of CO2 trickling in <clears throat> uh, on top of the kettle. Um, and then we get in in the morning, uh, check the pH, taste it if it's sufficiently tart for us, and we hit the burners. Cooks off all of the bacteria. They leave the lactic acid behind, which causes that, that tart tartness to it. 
and uh, from then on out, it's it's just kind of a standard brew day. But um, sours are are very popular, and I think that they they. I'm so glad. Go really well uh, with our warm weather. Yep. Here in so Florida. And because uh, it really wasn't a thing, it really wasn't until I would say what recently. Well, I can't say really what recently, but I mean now you're seeing a lot of gozes, you're seeing a lot of mm-hmm. sours. Uh, I, I like funky the better. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm glad to see that's happening. Yeah, and we're doing a little bit with wild fermentations and uh, Britannomyces. Those, those things, those things take time, and, and you know, and 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 with. It, you know, in brewing, you're you're really going for uh, you know a controlled environment and, and a lot of precision. But when you get into those wild fermentations and barrel aging and stuff like that, you know you have to throw a lot of that out the window. Yeah. And uh, and just embrace the fact that sometimes you're going to get something awesome and sometimes, sometimes. you're not. Yeah. <laughs> so something else that takes time and it took a long time uh, making a beer that is all uh, Florida hops. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, here we yeah. go, okay. here we go. Yeah. Uh, no, and this is news, this is huge news because, um, let's see, uh, thanks to UF. Uh, now Eric said when we were talking that uh, he kind of helped get the ball rolling for oh, yeah. this. Definitely. So let's talk about the Apopka IPA because there's two beers out right now that I, I give so much love to, but I'm curious about, and that's the Apopka IPA. And yeah. then Red Light, Red Light made the uh, Provision oh. uh, Farmhouse Ale, cool. which was 100% uh, nice. Florida hops as well. This is happening. Um, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And congratulations on your bottle release, which um, that, what, went out in less than an hour or an hour or so? Yeah, like, yeah. I was, I mean, it was a crazy night. It, 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 it definitely sold, I think it was like 30 minutes. It, 30 minutes, we, right? You know, we only had uh, 120 bottles. But still. So, yeah. But yeah. still. And yeah. a friend of mine was here for it. So oh, cool. Elliot and Lindsay uh, <laughs> admired this. So they have a bottle for me, and I wish nice. I would have tried it before, but I was like, let's just rush and do this interview. So yeah. I apologize for, oh, hey, no. last minute, but we oh, want to no. get in. We definitely want to get in because this is history. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. um, how did it turn out? Let's talk about it. So um, just a correction here, but it was a it was a pale ale, not an IPA. Did I say IPA? Yeah, you said I'm an idiot. I'm so but sorry. No, no, I'm no, so no, sorry. not at all. Not at all. But <laughs> so um, we had been talking with uh, Brian Pearson, who is the principal investigator down there at the IFAS Extension Unit in Apopka, and he's growing these hops. Super nice guy, home brewer, just really into it. And uh, we've been asking him for quite some time. We're like, hey, you know, when can we get our hands on these? And he's like, well, you know, wait for it, wait for it, it's coming. And um, Eric, I mentioned before, has a background in food science. And prior to working here at First Magnitude, he um, ran uh, tasting panels at UF. And they would taste anything from uh, tomatoes to soda pop to cheeseburgers to you name it. Uh, He ran tasting panels on it. And his former lab uh, that he works in is now doing sensory evaluation on hops. And so naturally, you know, we want to kind of compare and contrast what's, you know, being produced here in Florida and compare that to uh, hops grown elsewhere in the United States. And so finally, it got to the point where uh, Dr. Pearson had uh, harvested enough hops that he was allowed us to get our hands on some. And I think we had it was no more than four pounds okay. uh, total, and they were whole cone hops. Um, m- m- most uh, craft breweries use pelletized hops, and uh, pelletized hops are a lot more concentrated. They're easier to work with. We had never actually used whole cone hops, and so we had to adapt our system a little bit to uh, accommodate 
uh, those whole cone hops. And uh, we, we thought, hey, before we do this, we, we, we better get our act straight. So we ordered some, some whole cone hops from uh, you know, okay. a, Makes sense. Uh, yeah. a professional uh, uh, vendor just to make sure that we could do it. And it, it worked out all right. And so uh, we were able to uh, pull off this Apopka hop uh, pale ale. And um, it was, uh, it was it would, since we had such a limited amount of hops to work with, it was, it was, it was sort of a everybody into the pool kind of a thing. We right. had Chinook and Centennial and Cascade, which are, which are very common. We use those in many of our beers. And then we also had a variety called Multi-Head that I'd never used, and another one called Neo-Mexicanus oh. that I had never used. And so... Um, have you ever tasted them before that? Or? No, 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 right? No, I never uh-huh. even heard of them. No, yeah. So, <laughs> so um, you know, ideally, and what we're hoping to do in the future, because it, it went over so well, and as he's growing more hops, we would really like to start doing some single hop beers, meaning that we'd, we would take just the Neo-Mexicanus, for example, and use that all the way through bittering flavor aroma additions and really see what that beer bring or what that hop brings to the beer. Um, so this was kind of a, a, a necessary combination of, of the, the small amount of hops that we had. And uh, we put this thing together and uh, we started thinking about a name. And uh, I, I just did a Google image search for a Popka and uh, there was a there was a um, old city logo that the O in Apopka was a was a, a cornucopia, and and just the outline of it, I'm like that kind of looks like a hop, right? Yeah. And then I thought Apopka hop. Well, that's kind of a fun thing to say. Dude, that's and, awesome. Uh, yeah. And so you know we called it Apopka hop, and <clears throat> the Friday before we released it, we released it on a Thursday, I think, or Wednesday. It doesn't matter. But the week before. I get this call, and it's the public information officer of the city of Apopka. And he's like, the mayor wants to come up for the, for the bottle release. I'm like, get out of town. That is awesome. And he's like, we are so excited down here. This is the coolest thing ever to happen to the city of Apopka. And I, I was it's like, huge. wow. It's yeah. huge. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was great. And, um, you know, Mayor Kilsheimer came up and said some, a few comments and, and uh, Jack Payne, who's the uh, uh, vice president of, of uh, IFAS, the Institute of Food and Agricultural Sciences at the University of Florida, was here. And it really is cool and exciting, um, uh, you know, to think that um, hops, and there's still a long way to go with research and to make sure that this is a commercially viable thing. Right, uh, right. But, I mean, the, the prospect of being able to uh, grow hops in Florida is is tremendous. Yeah. Um, we, of course, like many craft breweries, get most of our hops from the Pacific Northwest. So was... the, the opposite corner of the United yep. States could not really be any further away. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just in terms of shipping, you know, that would be absolutely amazing. Um, so, you know, we look forward to continued collaboration with them. It got a lot of great press for the brewery and the yeah, beer turned out pretty well. So uh, I was, okay, know. so let's let's get into that because we know Pacific Northwest. I could drink the any of their Pinot Noirs all uh-huh. day, every day. That's it. Well, I can't <laughs> say all day, every day because right. then I'd be an alcoholic and uh, <laughs> we got problems. Mm-hmm. But then, but I could like I some of my favorite my favorite Pinot Noirs are from there. Um, now, if you try to give me a Pinot Noir made in let's say here in Florida, uh-huh. we're not looking at the same taste. No. Definitely not. But the taste. Uh, how do you feel the hops? Is it comparable? Is it can it can this happen? Can we have enjoyable 
hops here from Florida. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think that the Apopka hop came out and it was a, an enjoyable and, and solid beer. It was, it was, it was different. Um, uh, you know, again, it was, yeah, I, I would love to do some experimentation, you know, with single hop varieties, but it had some of the citrus character that I would expect out of Centennial Cascade. And okay, Chinook. great. But it also had kind of a interesting kind of spicy, earthy feel, and I'm not sure how much of that was the Neo Mexicanas and the multi-head, but um, it was unique. And that's one of the cool things about it, because that concept of, you mentioned wine, that concept of terroir, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. is, is a real thing. Yeah. And, you know, on one hand, it would be great if we could grow Cascade in Florida <sighs> right. that, that tastes just like the Cascade that's grown, grown in the Willamette Valley yeah. uh, out in Oregon. But at the same time, maybe the Cascade in Florida is totally different. You and know? It, it, would that be such a bad thing? Can we, no. can we right? Can we that have would, our own flavor? Can it, we... Dude, that would be amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I would so, have open arms. I'd say, bring oh, yeah. It. yeah. 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 And without I think, a doubt. And, and we want to have that here. And that's why I think this is this is crazy that we landed this podcast now to say, let's do the Florida tour now because here it is. It's happening. What are we? Months in. We're in mm-hmm. April now. So, yeah, this happened, what, two yeah. weeks ago? Yeah. You had the bottom uh, of these? Yeah. It was the first, yeah, first yeah. week of April. Yeah. And so now when we look at it, uh, I want more to happen in Florida. Yeah. I want this. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're becoming this. Well, we have been. We have been. We we are like this Napa Valley that you just stretch very <laughs> long. We're not right. twenty miles. We're more uh, three hundred and maybe like yeah. eighty miles. Yep. But uh, it, it's there's so many breweries. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to have their own style, their own flavor. Uh, but here's a chance where we could be making excellent flavor in our own. Like people would fly out and just be like, okay. They have their own taste, and yeah. I think it's amazing. Yeah. So you enjoyed it. So oh, you, yeah. You, yeah, 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 yeah. We would definitely do it again, and and we're, and we're continuing to talk with Brian down there, and and uh, yeah, this that was the first time we did it. It won't be the last time. Good, sure. because you're talking single hopped ideas, and that's yeah. that's great. So yeah. now we could start to pinpoint where that right. flavor was coming from. Exactly. You know, uh, I think that's fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, we're we're really hopeful. You know, Brian is his grant is up for renewal, and and we're hoping that some of the attention you know, garnered by this will, will help out. You know, it's, it's really cool that we did manage, even though it was a very small quantity, you know, we got a commercially viable product yep. out of, out of, God. you know, hops grown in a podcast. So wait. that's, that's pretty cool. I can't wait to have my bottle. Um, and we wanted to, but the whole record store day just, it took over, but I will be emailing you the cool. second. Yeah. I wanted it actually for tonight when we do the outro, and I think I'm going solo on this outro. Uh, the science of the, the 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 show is I do an intro with Brennan, we do the interview, and then an uh-huh. outro and credits. Gotcha. But I think I'm going solo the whole thing. This will be the first <laughs> ever episode. Uh, Jillian's got a final going on, and uh, you know what? I'm probably hoping to grab that bottle so I could like drink it nice. while I'm doing the outro. Nice. But I promise I'd share it. Okay. With the family. So Brennan has to sip it. I have to. And Jillian has to sip it because it'd only be fair. So I think I have to wait. So I'll bring, <laughs> I'm bringing beers home. I will bring beers home. Cool. Um, but yeah, I think this is amazing. And cool. I, I really congratulate you. Thank you. Because it's history. Yeah. And this is not going to end. And I'm glad that you already have this ideas in the future because yeah. it, it we deserve it. Yeah. We really deserve it. And yeah. It's almost crazy timing oh yeah how long did it take brian to come up with these yeah i mean i'm not exactly sure of the timeline but i know that part of it was uh spurred by him being a home brewer that's awesome and just wondering you know if if he could do this and you know 
you know, once again brought a brought a, a hobby into uh, into his scientific world, and uh, started experimenting with varieties. And um, yeah, now you know they're coming up with enough harvest that you know we can use Excellent. these. Right. Um, so it's a really cool time. And you know, in the Pacific Northwest, there's only one uh, you know growing season. You know, mm-hmm. obviously it gets cold up right. there. Um, but he's hopeful that in Florida, it could go all year. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, that'd be nice. Yeah. So pretty cool. So lots of, lots of, lots of stuff on the horizon. I like that. I I want it. Okay. So let's do, uh, our last one or you got it. Yes, you do. Okay. And so this smells fantastic. You have great flavor, man. Thank it's you. Uh, it's just, it. You know, it's light. Is this the water talking to? Like, where do we get our water from? <laughs> the, the, the springs. Well, out there. you know the the. I mean, we use we use city water here. We we get that question all the time. We we do use city water mm-hmm. here, but the water in Gainesville is very very well suited for brewing. And uh, what you're what you're sampling right now is our saltwater intrusion. It's our Goza, and so it's a very. I mean, your listeners. I'm sure know what gozas are, but it's a it's a very low ABV uh, wheat beer uh, that we sour with lactobacillus in the same fashion that we do the sour IPA, and then we also add a little bit of salt to it, which yeah. really kind of accents and brings that flavor out. And uh, we were we were talking a little bit about um, uh, yoga before the interview started, and. The salt we, comes from the yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. But I was going to say, this beer crushes it on yoga days. It has to, right? And, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is about yoga and saltwater Thank intrusion. You. But, um, you know, we, we get... It's funny because I'm, I'm here every day. You know, I have to go and check in on the tanks, make sure everything's going well. But yoga is from 1 to 2... And I'll come in at you know four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. There's still people They're hanging still out with their with their yoga mats. You love know, it's it. like sweet. So, um, but this is a, a you know really tart, crisp, exceptional warm weather drinker. And uh, yeah, a saltwater intrusion is a is a favorite. And we're going to be turning out here in a couple of weeks. We and we did this last year too. Uh, we're going to be doing a strawberry version. Oh, of get out! I'm here. And. Going back briefly to the Apopka Hop thing, uh, one of the things that we were really excited about is we were able to put the Fresh from Florida uh, icon yeah, on, yeah. on the beer. Which, yeah, which I was, took a photo of, so yeah, people, you'll yeah. see it. So, yeah. So, that, that was really cool. And we're going to do a small bottle release of the strawberry saltwater intrusion. That oh, will also okay. be Fresh from Florida for the strawberries that we use. Love Florida it. Florida strawberries. So, that's pretty cool. Dude, this is, yeah, I, I can't wait to try that because this, this here, man, yeah bottle this because i you know uh, a westbrook um goza they have that salted goza that's uh-huh. unbelievable and i i couldn't imagine drinking goza without any kind of salt i mean it has to yeah oh yeah point. that's, that's yeah. part of the that's it part of the to. style yeah. Yeah. yeah so honestly this this it's not hitting back here which i do i don't mind where you get that where you kind of pucker up uh-huh. actually probably the sour took over for that yeah but um i'll tell you but <laughs> this this goza man it is yeah, I could have, I could drink this all day yeah. easily. Yeah, be outside. I don't mow the lawn, so I love that. We're like, I can drink this while I'm mowing the lawn. I, sorry guys, I think you know that. You look at me, you know I'm not mowing the lawn. <laughs> and, but uh, yeah, just to hang out with the puppies and sit outside sure. and, uh, and oh, drink yeah. this because it's so good, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, try not to 
speak with a mouthful. But um, so, what's going on with First Magnitude then? What's on the what's on the the future? What are we looking in the horizon besides putting strawberries in? Hopefully, yeah. uh, talking more Florida hops. Yeah. But there is stuff coming up. What what else are you what else we got going on? Well, uh, we just uh, another recent. Uh, thing we did that we're very 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 proud of is we had a collaboration with the uh, Florida Museum of Natural History and we released a Hellas Bach uh, which is a lager called the Miami Blue Bach and um, the, we have a Lepidoptera Center here at the University of Florida which <clears throat> is a uh, research center for butterflies and um, we were able to uh, release this beer and uh, call attention to and raise money for the research being done for the Miami Blue. And the cool thing about this beer is uh, we, we think that this is the first beer can with augmented reality. Get out, <laughs> it's, really? It's, it's true. Okay, because I see a QR code that right. is on there. So this was, so this was something that the museum helped us with and it's really, really cool. Um, and basically the icon on the can, which is uh, a butterfly sitting next to uh, some flowers, <clears throat> is, uh, is you, can, you can download an app uh, called Libraries of Life. And if you use your camera on your phone and look at this icon, it will actually bring up a 3D image of a butterfly that will flap its wings and it appears to be sitting on your beer can. Dude, that's it's, awesome. Yeah, it's really, Get it's out. really, really cool. And um, it's yeah, uh, so cool. Yeah, and we were able to uh, uh, raise a pretty good chunk of money cool. uh, for the research Thank efforts. Thank you for that. And, Thank you. Uh, and that's we're, awesome. you know, this is this is actually the second collaboration we've done with Florida Museum of Natural History, and we're hoping oh, to, to to do additional ones. Uh, so yeah, that's really cool. Um, Gosh, our third anniversary will be in August. That'll, I mean, it's April now, but that'll be here before you know it. And yeah. We always, we always pull out all the stops on that one. Get awesome. Some crazy pilot batches. Oh, get, we'll be here. Get, we should. You know, we try to get, That'd be fun. Um, you know, something for everybody, you know, some sours, some high gravity, some uh, smoked beers, some just off the wall kinds of things. So uh, we got to be gearing up for that. Uh, pretty soon, and uh, yeah, uh, we're going to be uh, expanding our stage here in the back. I mean, okay. we've been a, a live music venue uh, for you know basically since we opened, uh, but we want to expand upon that. So, definitely looking forward uh, to more great music, more great local artists. You can see we have different local artists that yeah. are featured here yeah, I love this. on a rotating basis. And the photography uh, up here. Yeah. yeah the the and, paintings. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we really, you know, like to uh, uh, support local artists as well. So, you know, continued more and more of that. Yeah. And, we, and we added... Uh, Three new uh, bathrooms in the beer garden. So <laughs> oh, we have, okay. We have increased our potty capacity by go. 150%. So that's uh, that's pretty cool too. The no lines inside. Like, we, yeah, knock we, on we, the door. Yeah, we've really we've Just really we've really decreased that. So and and, and, <laughs> and no more no more porta johns, which is which nobody likes those anyway. So it's uh, so we've we've really been trying to look at you know how we can take a good thing and, and make it even better and you have an amazing thing and cool. uh yeah your beer the three that i've had so far yes um awesome and i know i am gonna bring stuff home if i may uh sure. but yeah honestly thank you because I, I love gainesville it's always been uh 
I gotta say, music has always been a huge part. I'm shocked we didn't even really talk about music much, mm. which is funny because I do know somebody who's like, yeah, they call him Dr. John. I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, he's gonna be in the blues. And, and I was like, oh. and then I see you. I was like, oh man, he's like 26 years old. And <laughs> shit, I'm wrong. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, honestly, I am in the blues. I will say that. So, uh, then, yeah, yeah, I guess a lot of people when you're from Florida, though. I mean, you know. I think a lot of people are. Well, uh, you know, in talking about that, um, I, I don't know how you know widespread this will be outside of the Gainesville area, but uh, we are working um, with a new show uh, called The Cypress Sessions. And if you've ever seen Austin City Limits, it's sort of a similar format, but it, all the shows were filmed uh, right here on the UF campus at the, um, uh, at the Black Box Theater at the Center for Performing Arts. And um, just really uh, amazing live sets interspersed with interviews with the, uh, with the different musicians. And uh, this was all recorded earlier in the year and some of the, some of the, um, of the uh, episodes are now uh, airing on uh, PBS WFT. Um, here in Gainesville, and uh, they're they're just amazing. And uh, that's such we, a good idea. We, we have such a rich musical history here in Gainesville, mm-hmm. both in the you know in the in the blues, you know, with with um, you know Bo Diddley down the road, and in Branford to rock. You know, you've got the Eagles, members of the Eagles, Tom Petty, of course, the punk scene uh-huh. with Hot Water, yep. against me. Yep. You know, all, you know, so. There, there's a lot of uh, great, you know, creativity uh, here in town, and I think the Cypress Sessions is going to turn some people on to some up-and-coming artists that are that are just doing great things. Here Ongoing in thing, or so who's who's putting that on? So that's uh, a fellow named Bill Bryson, um, who yeah. has uh, longtime uh, Gainesville music fans will remember the Covered Dish, yeah, uh, which was a very successful venue, best venue here in the that, world for that me. I that I spent that, that I spent many a dollar and drank many yeah. many anchor steam in um you know just a just an absolute great place and um we were really happy to collaborate well we didn't really collaborate but we helped to support cypress sessions and okay uh, good good for the show nice yeah awesome it's really good stuff well thank you for that too Uh because music music here in florida has to stay alive i think it's essential it's important and we like you said hot water I mean yeah. I was there at their last show for the when they did the hardback um, yeah the hardback yeah. show yeah. and then they were like nope we're not breaking up and everybody was like I flew from Germany <laughs> but, uh, you know covered dish yeah, yeah. Uh, some of my favorite pictures I have I mean how many times I saw the Archers of Loaf there yeah. um, you know I saw Stereo Lab there Frente there uh, uh, Geraldine Fibber's there Scroll Nut Zipper's there oh, I, yeah. I mean come on I super chunk how many times yeah uh, it's I was up here and I lived in Miami at the time I had a uh-huh. record store in Fort Lauderdale wow and I, I was it was like pulling teeth to try to get these bands down it was never gonna happen uh-huh. so I was like okay let's all hop in the van and we're gonna go we're going up to Gainesville for the night again nice and nice. it was it was so worth it uh, the covered dish it was my favorite venue of all time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. good for him, man. Yeah. I love yeah. hearing that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And for I, sure. as we get older, we want to, we want to, I think we want to do that is just like open up the doors for more people to like, here, let's go into more video or you yeah. know, TV or broadcasting reasons than just having a venue. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, the, 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 the one, I, I went to a screening of, of one of the episodes uh, last week and incredibly high quality and good. just video and sound are just 
amazing. Well, I'm so, definitely uh, checking it yeah, out. Yeah, checking it out. Cypress Sessions. I have yeah. to. Mm -hmm. Any last words before we uh, we hit the, the, the stop button? Oh, man. Well, John, I just really appreciate uh, getting the opportunity to spread the good word about the Florida craft beer scene. I'm, I'm really proud to be a part of it. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, Florida in general was kind of behind the lines uh, for a long time. Yeah. That, that's rapidly changing, and, and we're really happy to be a part of it. And uh, we're just, you know, really grateful for uh, the support here of the community and grateful for people like you to help spread the word. Dude, anytime, anytime. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. All right, let's do a handshake. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll be seeing you soon. So, all right. I guess I'm not saying, uh, Jeff, I'm heading over to you. I guess it's by myself. All right, I'll see you soon. So that was it. That was John Denny, guys. That's first magnitude. Uh, finding out a lot. Actually, really finding out a lot of what they're doing. And he's a really rad dude. Like, a really good guy, man. And uh, I'm glad we sat down and... We got to have that time because that was that was awesome not only just learning about the apopka uh, you know that the pale ale that we got going on there but a lot of stuff we got to actually taste some beers and and hang out that was really nice so uh doing good stuff love you guys that's awesome so thank you thank you thank you uh for letting us come in at the last minute you know a few days notice and then doing this episode and honestly i learned a lot and got to taste amazing beers which is always good but again history is being made i love it i love what they're doing and it was it was awesome it was awesome i think you heard everything and please uh something i've learned over in the in the week is that you will travel to orlando or 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 gainesville or or fort lauderdale miami tampa from out of state to try beers and please if you are driving from let's say jacksonville tallahassee or going down to to miami if you're in florida please try to make it to swamp head and please try to make it to first magnitude and now we're hearing other names that we need to try black adder that's awesome it's one of my favorite tv shows of all time i love rowan atkinson so um thank you guys thank you uh that was an amazing interview and I'm honored. I'm honored to have been able to talk about that, that, you know, the whole Popka Pale Ale before really, you know, anybody else is really touching on it. So we're happy. We're happy. Also, uh, I, I do want to say, like, I, I, in the intro, I said that there's a lot going on, and there is a lot, and I, I probably sound tired is because I've been up a lot, uh, taking a other, another approach of how we're doing What Ails You Guys, and uh, I was able to go to the Florida Film Festival, someplace that I've spent 16 years, 16 years, 14 working, but I spent two years volunteering when I first got here in Orlando. Um, I've been able to work uh, alongside an amazing man named Matthew Curtis, uh, my big brother. Uh, he brought me on as a, his programming coordinator, and I've met the most amazing people in the film industry, independent film industry, hundreds of people. And um, it was interesting to go my, my 16th year to the Florida Film Festival and not wearing a badge, actually going as media to um, to kind of see what the beer of the Florida Film Festival would be. And that was 1010 Brewing, Mike Wallace and Horace. Uh, you guys did something that's amazing. That was 
the good, the rad, and the Kolsch. That is the Florida Film Festival beer of this year. And it was it's an honor to see 1010 get that. Uh, Michael of Hourglass was there, so we got to have some beers with, with Michael again, and it was good to hang out with Hourglass. Tim Anderson, thank you so much for helping us with this. Uh, he's now your programming coordinator, assistant programmer over there. He's doing great stuff. Also, my main man, Sean Lincoln, who I've known for probably 15 years, uh, he's kind of running a show over there too. So guys, a great family is going all, all, all over the Florida Film Festival. And I know we don't have, if you're listening now, chances are you only have a weekend left to see some films. But if you're catching up later, I apologize. Uh, the Florida Film Festival, I love you guys. You've been amazing to me for years, over a decade and a half. And you're doing great stuff, bringing in local food, local beers, and, and it's amazing. Uh, we have to touch on Record Store Day. It was our first ever event. Everybody who came out, I love you. Uh, eye-opening. Eye-opening. Uh, another one that I'm not going to be doing as recording, I decided that I want to write more about. So, obviously, we need to thank 1010, Patrick, again, my um, Mike Wallace. Hey, even even uh, Jeff DeBishop got to come in of uh, Central 28 because our first two episodes collabed on making a beer, and it was Sister Midnight. It was the Record Store Day release beer. They both got together and made a black pale ale that was awesome awesome uh please check the instagrams and and facebooks to see people's reactions to it and also we were lucky to get a picture with mike wallace and and jeff the bishop there on instagram what ails you podcast just just follow that uh to all the friends and family that came out uh zach nollinger allison connor uh andy schuler who's uh aka scott brown uh honestly Thank you guys for hanging out all day. Sean Gallagher, you came out again. That was rad. Kevin Jones, David Hines, Joey Nix. Uh, it was good finally meeting you, giving you a good hug. I, I got to meet the girls at Pretty Little Pints. Please download that podcast. Subscribe to Pretty Little Pints. They're awesome. They're doing good stuff. Um, Yvonne and PJ brought beer, so we got to hang out with them for a little bit. Uh, people driving from Miami to, to not just hang out with us, but, you know, they were doing other things in the area. But still, they, they came out. They stopped by to hang out with us. Um, I met some amazing new people that we're going to be uh, hopefully working with soon. So guys, there's a lot to be going on right now. And, and there's a lot that what else is going to be doing in the future. So a lot, I know this is probably the longest episode now that I keep talking. So uh, next week uh, we'll be back with a new episode and uh, kind of keeping it real. Let's, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see what Brennan has on the plate. It'll be good to be back with my boy and uh, guys, thank you again. Uh, I, from the bottom of my heart, this was a project that uh, I, I, you know, I knew 17th episode would come up. I knew 52 for 52 weeks, 52 breweries, 52 weeks. I knew it would happen, but I had no idea that it would be as big as it is right now. And, and the people that we met and all the shirts that, that went out. So guys, holy cow. Um, yeah, I didn't give an explicit, so I guess that's why I didn't say shit. Uh, all right. I am so proud. I am so honored. And uh, I guess... Um, Let's see. Should Shankly or Paisley uh, sing us off? Nope. They're passed out. All right, guys. Thank you so much. So, the first Magnitude episode was produced and hosted by Brian Quain. Editing and music is by Sadmith. Our web is done by Kevin Jones. Photo and design, the lovely Jillian Quain. A huge thank you to John Denny, Eric Dreyer. And uh, this one goes out to Elliot Meyer, man. You have my bottle of the Apopka, so I'm ready to try it. I will be picking it up soon because I need to talk about it even more. So, all right, guys. Again, thank you. Till the next episode.